millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Esto es World Soccer Talk Radio. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abaurea. Pleasure and a privilege to be with you as always. How you doing? You ready for a big weekend as we get back to club soccer as we head to Spain for El Clasico this weekend. Some mighty fine matchups back here in the States with the MLS Cup playoffs getting back underway. Some mighty fine matchups in the Premier League as well as Raheem Sterling takes on Liverpool for the first time in a Manchester City uniform. We're going to be talking mostly about El Clasico today and we've got a very special guest joining us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. The great Patrick Clivert is going to be with us talking all things El Clasico here in 2015 and taking a little trip down Madrid v. Barca memory lane. Clivert, as many of you know, played for Barcelona from 1998 to 2004, scored 90 goals for the Catalans, so cannot wait to take that trip down El Clasico memory lane with Patrick Clivert. Great article on Yahoo Sports from our good friend Leander Sherlackens, a man you've heard on this show a couple of times. And it's this article entitled, Why This Could Be the Last Ronaldo versus Messi Matchup Ever in El Clasico. Now, we don't know if Lionel Messi is actually going to play in this game. He's been out injured. He's facing a late fitness test. He may or may not play. We're getting no definitive word. We know for sure that he is not 100%, but we don't know if he's going to play or not. But I love this article from Leander. Be sure to check it out on Yahoo Sports, again, entitled Why This Could Be the Last Ronaldo versus Messi Matchup Ever in El Clasico. Could be another one later this season, the way these teams have matched up over the last few years in the Champions League and the Copa del Rey. Who knows? There could be four or five quote-unquote classicos before the end of this 2015-2016 season. But I love this line from Leander, and I'll, I'll read this as we head to our first break here. The almost theological divide between the supporters is these two geniuses contesting perhaps the greatest individual rivalry in sports history drove a happy chasm between those besotted with the game in this golden age. In a lot of ways, we were so busy debating who was better that perhaps we missed the larger picture of soccer being played at a high Higher level than ever. Thus, we failed to acknowledge that either man is better than anyone who came before them. Appreciate what you are seeing from Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. It's truly once in a lifetime stuff. Back with Patrick Clivert after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. This man is absolute magic that belongs in a different 
see all together. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I always say it is a, a great privilege on this show to, to talk with the OGs of the soccer world. And the man that we have got on with us today is a Dutch legend. He's a Barcelona legend. And we are talking all things El Clasico. Great pleasure to welcome in Patrick Clivert. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on, sir. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, another edition of El Clasico, a, a matchup that you played in quite a few times in your time at Barcelona from 1998 to 2004. Here in, in this upcoming edition, taking place this Saturday, November the 21st, 2015, what are you most excited about this time around, Patrick? Well, as you mentioned, I, I played a lot of uh, classic, uh, Clasicos uh, back in the days. And uh, every match uh, when you play uh, away or at home against Real Madrid as a Barcelona player, it's, it's amazing. Uh, those matches are the matches you want to play as a, as a, as a professional uh, football player. Uh, amazing games uh, are, 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 are classical games. And, of course, you have to look at uh, nowadays uh, uh, the system and the tactics, uh, how, how, how the teams are, are co- coaching uh, to, 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 to the game now, eh? And if I see now uh, the two uh, teams uh, heading towards the Clasico, I think Barcelona has a slight advantage uh, over, over Real Madrid. Patrick, what do you remember most about playing as, as an away player in a Barcelona uniform in the Santiago Bernabeu, in Madrid, as an away player? Well, of course, you, uh, you know that the, the media is uh, boosting the game, boosting the match, um, having uh, great interviews about players who played those, uh, those matches. And as a Barcelona player, if you play away in the Santiago Bernabeu, it's, 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 it's a, an amazing atmosphere. But as I said earlier, that if you're uh, a player on a high level, those are the matches you, you want to play. You want to play away in a big uh, arena, like Santiago Bernabeu. It's a great stadium, very nice stadium. And, and of course, as a Barcelona player, the game is very hot, very, um, very boosted uh, for, from the media side. Uh, you have to make sure that you're pre- well prepared because you're facing uh, Real Madrid, who is also very tense uh, with, with the public who is standing behind the team. And uh, try to perform as well as you, as you, as you can. Well, Patrick, I love it. We talk about this game as such an incredible worldwide spectacle, and and you've been a part of it on the pitch at the new camp, on the pitch at the Bernabeu. Well, now you're on the media side that you speak of uh, with with BN this weekend. Uh, Talk about your role in the build-up to this thing with BN Sports. So uh, I'm uh, working now already two years for BN Sports, uh, and of course, these matches are, are, are the, the cream of the of the pie. And um, well, I'm looking at the match as um, as as honest and, and 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 from the media side as as close as possible. And looking at the players who are going to start up. Um, so I'm I'm really enthusiastic about about the game. And what I said earlier, I think that Barcelona. If you look at the last match they won. And Real Madrid lost uh, away from uh, to Seville, so they have a little bit of struggles towards these games uh, at the moment. If you look at the previous match, 
But um, yeah, the the the, the classic is is a is a game apart. You know, it's it's uh, it's how you feel, uh, how you're uh, during uh, that day, um, and I think that's the most important thing. How well you prepare the match uh, now. What can you tell us about Lionel Messi's status coming into tomorrow? We're, we're getting no definitive word from anybody at Barcelona. He's going through a late fitness test as we speak right now and may or may not be a part of that Barcelona squad tomorrow. What's the latest that you've heard? And, and if, you had to, if you had to say either way, do you think he's going to play tomorrow in this game? I don't think he will start. He's coming back from a, a, a very uh, a big end of a big, uh, uh, how you say, um, injury. So he won't start from the beginning, but he for sure he will come in the game. Maybe the last half an hour he will uh, boost of Barcelona. But um, the most important thing is that I heard that he is um, he is match fit. Uh, he's match fit, but he didn't play uh, for a few weeks and uh, months actually. And that is uh, very important that you don't play uh, him from the start, but he can make from every action he makes, he can make the difference. So um, I know for sure that he won't start, but he's, uh, he's in the squad, so he, uh, he can be uh, coming on the, on the pitch, and he will. Patrick, I opened the show uh, with a little nod to an article written by actually a, a Dutch-American writer, a guy with some great uh, Holland roots in, in his uh, journalism background, his soccer background, a journalist by the name of uh, Leander Sherlackens, and he penned a great article for Yahoo Sports uh, discussing the fact that with, with all that surrounds Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, that this season could possibly be the last of the Messi-Ronaldo matchup in El Clasico. Speak to that a little bit and, and just what, what that individual matchup means to you as a former player when you see these guys going toe-to-toe as Madrid and Barcelona players. Yeah, those players are amazing players. Every coach wants to have those players in their, in their team. But it could be that uh, for, uh, for one of those players, it could be the last uh, Messi-Ronaldo fight between Barcelona and Madrid. Um, well, I can't look in the future, but uh, lately, uh, if you if you see the body language of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in the games, he didn't look uh, that happy in those games. Um, for sure, uh, he will be uh, on his top uh, at the game on, on Saturday, but it, it could be also the last uh, Messi-Ronaldo. But I think uh, what we saw of those two players is amazing, uh, and I think they need each other to to be in uh, in Spain to to uh, get the, the the most credits out of out of each other. Again, if you if you look at uh, the way they played for four four or five years uh, after each other, it's amazing. The the statistics of both players are amazing uh, regarding their 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 team, what, who they play for. I think no no other player can uh, can look uh, up up to these players uh, at the moment. For sure, you got uh, Neymar who's doing very well uh, in the absence of uh, of Messi and and Luis Suarez as well. But on the other hand, in Real Madrid, I don't see any real big players who are behind Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and sure, you have them in the squad, but I didn't see them the last games to um, to to back up back up uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in those games. And that's why I think that Barcelona has a slight advantage uh, for the Saturday's games in El Clasico. 
Patrick, do you think sometimes we, we as, as observers of the game, whether we're former professionals or, or pundits or writers or, or just fans, do you think sometimes we get carried away with the, the comparison of Messi and Ronaldo, that individual competition, rather than just taking a step back and going, my God, how lucky are we that we get to watch these two week in, week out? How do you feel about that? Sure, but uh, what I just said, uh, those two players are, are, are amazing stars. And, 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 and regarding if they're playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid, they, 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 they need each other to, to, uh, to shine in their, in, the, in, in, their, in their teams. And, well, of course, you, you can't say that uh, one player is, is, is in the squad. It's the whole team. But if you can, if you can shine in a team uh, like an individual player like Messi and Ronaldo, that's just amazing. And I'm very happy to, uh, to be able to, uh, to see those kind of players in the Spanish La Liga to shine for, uh, for, for their clubs. And, yeah, if I, if I speak for, for you as well, it's, it's amazing to see those kind of stars on the pitch doing so well for their teams. Our guest is Patrick Clivert here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, taking a little trip down El Clasico memory lane on the other side of this break, right here on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Sit tight. We're back after this. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk and tweet yours truly, Nate Abarea at Nate WST. We're talking El Clasico with Patrick Clivert in this edition of the show. And Patrick, it's time to take a glorious trip down El Clasico memory lane. We talk about your time with Barcelona from 1998 to 2004. What are some of your favorite specific memories about playing in, in a Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid? Well, obviously, uh, the time that, uh, that I scored some goals uh, in a weight pitch and also in, uh, in, in the come now, those, uh, those memories were amazing. And those memories I, I seize at the moment. And, you know, the, the Clasico is, is the best, best game that you can play and I'm very happy to uh, to have played those matches. And yeah, like we said before, also for the people who uh, watch those games, are really uh, amazing, amazing to to watch. And for sure, it's it's, it's better to play them. How do you feel about the the international spectacle? We, we we use that phrase quite a bit when when referring to El Clasico. The fact that this is the biggest matchup in Spain, but in many ways. This is the biggest matchup in the world, and the amount of, of foreign talent that, that is out there on that field. I mean, the two players that we're talking about in the last segment are a, a, an Argentinian and, and a man from Portugal. You were, you were a Dutch international. There's so many different countries represented in this game. What does that mean to you, the fact that this is really the world's rivalry? Yeah, this is a, this is a very good question. Uh, there are so many uh, nationalities on the pitch, and and most of the time, the uh, the best players of their countries, as we as you just mentioned, uh, Messi, Argentina, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Portugal. But there are a lot more uh, international stars on the on the pitch, 
and uh, uh, every every uh, country who is representing a player who's playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona is watching this game. This is not only the biggest game in in Spain, but as you mentioned, the biggest game of the world. I think, uh, um, yeah, you can see every position uh, who's in 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 the match. Every 22 players are from a very very high quality uh, standard and. That that makes it also very very nice to to play those matches and also to watch those matches because every year year on year off the best players are, are disputing in those matches. Patrick, go, going back to your time playing in in El Clasico, do, do you remember ever uh, talking with, with family and friends back in Holland who were watching the game, or, or family and friends, be it in in Curacao or other parts of the world? I mean, how did how did that make you feel when people are so far away yet it feels like they're right there because of what this match is? Yeah, it's because it's 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 so uh, so amazing to uh, to talk with with relatives uh, abroad, uh, as you mentioned, and it's it's um, it's very nice that that it's it's living the the match is living uh, uh, everywhere in the world, and uh, of course uh, everybody wants to know how I'm feeling if I was playing the match, and oh, you know the players are quite relaxed uh, in advance of this game, but. It is uh, on, 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 on when when the, the referee is blowing the whistle, everybody everybody is on the pitch who yeah they have to perform you know you got 90 minutes to to uh, let let the people see what you're on about and that's for me uh, very important to to show the people who are who are family as well who are involved with this to take them on on this journey with me. Now we we talk about the the international qualities, the beautiful international qualities of of El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. But but focusing back on Spain, everybody discusses the the incredible social, political, and footballing differences historically and into this modern day between Barcelona and Real Madrid, between Castilians and and Catalonians. Touch on that a little bit, and and as someone who who came to Spain as as a foreign player, what it was like learning about that aspect of this rivalry. So Barcelona and, and Real Madrid, as you said, was a, is, is a, not only a match on the, on the field but also off the field. Uh, everybody's talking about it politically. Uh, you have Barcelona who uh, tries to be independent from Spain, like the Catalonia. But Real Madrid is, is, is the capital of, of, of Spain, so um, you had a lot of different uh, issues who are involved in this match and that's that's why everybody's also speaking about it it's not only what's happening on the pitch but also the things that are happening uh, off the pitch and uh, the media is 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 you know creating a sort of atmosphere outside of the pitch regarding this match and uh, that's also a thing that's that's very important that's not only on the pitch but also the interest from from every uh, every club Who's uh, who's involved in this match? What was your first introduction to that? To the the, the social aspects of of this rivalry? When do you remember being introduced to that first as a Barcelona player? Well, uh, directly because uh, if you are signing for for a big club like uh, Madrid or, or, or Barcelona, uh, you are confronted directly with with El Clasico, and 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 you know. People can talk about it if you do, if you haven't experienced uh, this game, but if you're really playing the game, 
it's uh, yeah, it's it's from a different planet. It's uh, very nice to dispute these games. You know, uh, one of the biggest games in the world, and you are part of of, of this game. Um, especially if you're winning, actually, uh, you, you're you're very happy. But um, yeah, you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's a special game. It's a special uh, atmosphere. It's 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 all it's, you know all is 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 creating. Uh, towards the game and uh, the build-up uh, towards the game is, is also very uh, very amazing. And every year, it's it's all Barcelona champions, all Real Madrid champ- champions. So this game, the rivalry between those two uh, big clubs, uh, is it, three points. You 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 want to have the three points, and if you can make a distance uh in your direct uh, rivalry it's that's that's uh, crucial in in winning the champ- is winning the championship or not Patrick, I have to ask you about one of the most bizarre chapters in, in the folklore, in the book of folklore uh, within, within El Clasico. And, and it's a, a time where, where you were around, you saw this firsthand, and that was Luis Figo's transfer in 2000 from Barcelona directly to Real Madrid. What do you remember about that time and, and everything that went with that, with, with the fans, with the media, and with you guys as, as former teammates and seeing Luis Figo go straight from a Barcelona player to a, a Galactico uniform. Yeah, it's, it's uh, playing with fire, you know. If, uh, if you go directly from Barcelona to Madrid or Real Madrid to Barcelona, um, what I can remember of, those, of, of, of that uh, signing of uh, Luis Figo to, uh, to Madrid, it was amazing, especially when, when we played in, in Camp Nou. I saw only uh, fake, uh, you know, uh, bank notes, I saw uh, a pig's head coming in the pitch. I saw a bottle of, uh, I don't know, uh, liquor on the pitch. It was really a, a game um, that that the Barcelona fans really want to intimidate uh, Luis Figo. And if you have a pause between going from Barcelona to Madrid, it's not that severe. But if you go directly from Madrid to Barcelona, the fans are really devastated and, and really want to uh, get on to you. And, and, and that's what I can remember of, of, of the moving from uh, Luis Figo to Barcelona. Who's the greatest Real Madrid player that you ever played against in El Clasico, Patrick? The, the greatest? Um... Well, there, you know, in, in my days, there were a, a lot of a big players playing for Real Madrid. I can remember Raul, I can remember um, Figo, of course, Zidane. It's also uh, one of the statues in football, I think. I saw a lot of big, big players uh, that I played against for, for Real Madrid. Were the uh, this is this is kind of a funny one here, but but people actually were talking to me about this on Twitter and wanted me to ask you this: What was the the, the tradition of shirt swapping after after a match in in soccer? What's the what's the shirt swapping like after after an El Clasico when, when kind of the calm <laughs> after the storm and and you guys are trading jerseys? Not not on the pitch, eh? not on the pitch. Uh, in in the dressing rooms, uh, the shirt can be swapped, uh, swapped but uh, not on the pitch because that's not on uh, uh, action. So um, shirts will be swapped, but uh, not while the the cameras are are, are focused on on the players. You you don't but want on, to be the on, one. You don't want pitch, to be the one uh, seen trading for a Real Madrid jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, nobody actually. So uh, the, the, the shirt swapping uh, uh, will be done in a dressing room. And, and, and uh, of course, off the pitch, um, we, we, we talk a lot with each other. And uh, we have uh, also friends uh, between the rivalry, you know, because it's, it's a game. But but we're also professionals, and we have to we have to uh, respect each other as well. Hey Patrick, you got sixty seconds left here with you. Let the people know uh, how they can get a hold of you uh, on Twitter and when they can find you tomorrow in the build up to the match on BN Sports. They can uh, follow me uh, at Patrick Clavert on Twitter. Uh, I will be uh, hosting the game uh, pre-match. I'm actually now in, in, in Bean Sports, uh, sitting on the couch, and uh, I'm beginning now already to uh, to to, um, to warm the, the game up. So everybody's got to follow me on Twitter. I repeat at Patrick Clavert on Twitter. Follow me, and uh, I will get you updated. And and also uh, I will let the the, the, the people see uh, some behind the scenes uh, uh, features. So everybody's got to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, at Patrick Clivert. Patrick, this has been a great pleasure and privilege. You're welcome back on the show anytime. Best of luck with El Clasico. And again, thanks for your time, sir. Really appreciate it. Thank you it. very much. Again, that was Patrick Clivert. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Oh, I love it. Another huge thank you to Patrick Clivert. And you heard the voice of, of Pele right there, that famous line from uh, one of my favorite sports movies, just one of my favorite movies of all time. Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, Pele, whole lot more. Victory. That's right. Victoire. Pele in what year was it? I think it was 2004. Let me look this up real quick. It was indeed 2004. Pele named the FIFA 100, which was actually should have been called the FIFA 125, but it was uh, the, the FIFA 100. And it was a list of the 125 greatest living footballers chosen by Pele himself. It was part of the uh, FIFA's centenary observances. Well, that's why it was the FIFA 100, the 100th anniversary. But I'm just being clever here or not clever and being too literal. The FIFA 125 in the 100-year anniversary, all that good stuff. Anyway, the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because Patrick Clivert was a part of that. FIFA 100, the 125 greatest living footballers chosen by Pele back in 2004. That just gives you a a little taste, a little feel for who Patrick Clivert was as a footballer. I mean, when when praise of, of that high of a magnitude is coming from perhaps the greatest footballer to ever touch a pitch, to ever touch foot to ball, Pele himself, you know he was damn good. 90 goals from 98 to 2004 for Barcelona. A lot of Newcastle listeners always uh, checking in with me on Twitter and uh, folks uh, from from Tyneside and, and big, big fans of Newcastle who follow this show. Well, you remember 
the club that Patrick Clivert went to after Barcelona, it was Newcastle United. That's right. That wild 04, 05 season for Newcastle. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was a season where, was it Kieran Dyer and Lee Boyer went at it toe-to-toe on the pitch during the game with Newcastle down 3-0. Newcastle almost got relegated. Shearer was trying to rescue it. Clivert was was a part of that team, that, that 04, 05 Newcastle dumpster fire that did not go down. Newcastle ended up going down a, a few years later. But that 0405 team, Newcastle United, featured Patrick Clivert fresh off his spell from 98 to 04 with Barcelona. And another great little tidbit of Patrick Clivert's career. I've been really uh, just engulfed in this stuff for, for the last couple of days once I found out that he was going to be on the show today. Such a great privilege having a, a true footballing legend with us. And love to have Patrick on another time to talk about uh, Dutch soccer and some of the problems going on with Dutch soccer right now and get Patrick's take on, on uh, the Netherlands national team. Talk about Holland, talk about Dutch connections here. You know who the manager was, right? When, when Patrick Clivert first went to Barcelona, he, he spent, spent time at Ajax in, in his original start of a senior career and was actually with Ajax as a youth product all the way going back to 1984. Played a, a season at Milan in 97-98, and then he went to, to Barcelona in 1998. Do you know who the manager was at Barcelona? L. VG. That's right. Louis van Gaal was the manager of Barcelona. So it was an interesting Dutch reunion there going back to Clivert's youth days at Ajax. And when he finally cracked the senior team with Ajax and it was this reunion with Louis van Gaal and, and that 98, 99 season was fantastic for, uh, for, for Barcelona. And it was a, a time of, of great glory and a partnership up top. Talk about the international flavor of, of these clubs and how, yeah, they mean everything to Spain. But when you look at the talent that's out there, it's truly international talent. And some of you might remember this. Some of you might need to look some of this stuff up because it was one of the greatest strike partnerships that I have ever seen. I was, I was a youngster in Northern California, and I remember falling in love with La Liga right around this time. My, my introduction to, to the game of soccer came here in the States, and through England and and through also through Mexican soccer as well. It was it was here here in America with the US national team, the Mexican League, and the English Premier League. But I remember right around that time as as a young kid, 98, 99, that that's when I fell in love with La Liga. I saw this 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 magisterial quality, wink wink, about this about this league. And it was right during that 98, 99 season. I remember it vividly. And it was a Dutch man and a Brazilian man linking up up top for Barcelona who won La Liga in, in that first season where I was really watching it extensively. It was Clivert and a man by the name of Rivaldo. That's right. Look that stuff up. Look up some stuff from that 98-99 season. Clivert's first there in Catalonia. Clivert linking up with Rivaldo. It was absolute magic. 90 goals, 90 league goals, actually, I should, I should clarify there. 90 league goals in his time with Barcelona from 1998 to 2004 for Patrick Clivert. That's sixth all time as far as league goals. Goals scored in La Liga play sixth all time. That's, that's a nice little note to have if you play anywhere. I don't care if you play at Grimsby or you play at A-Bar or you play for the LA Galaxy or the New York Cosmos. I don't care who you play for anywhere in the world. Being in the top 10 all-time scorers for any club, that's just badass. 
stats. Okay, if that club's Barcelona and you're the sixth all-time league goal scorer, it's badass times 10 there. So again, cheers to Patrick Clifford for joining us here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Tweet him, follow him on Twitter, at Patrick Clivert, last name, K-L-U-I-V-E-R-T. Let us know your take on today's show at World Soccer Talk on Twitter and follow me and get at me with the love mail and the hate mail that you are far too good at sending. My name is Nate Abarea, Twitter at Nate WST. Leave us a review on iTunes when you get a chance as well. It really does help us out. We're talking all things El Clasico, and as you know, it's coming up manana Madrid and Barcelona. And if you're in the U.S., you know that the game is being shown exclusively on BN Sports and BN Sports Espanol. Our good friends over there at BN have got your Clasico needs taken care of. But if you don't get BN Sports in your cable or your satellite or you are a cord cutter, you can still watch the game live or on demand with Fubo TV. Fubo TV, a completely legal streaming service that features tons of games each week from not only La Liga, but Major League Soccer, Liga MAX, Serie A, the English Championship, the Capital One Cup, and a whole lot more. You get BN Sports, BN Sports Espanol, you get Goal TV, Univision Deportes, Unimas, and even Fusion. You get Fusion on Fubo TV. Ooh, Fubo Fusion. That just has a nice ring to it. Plus, Fubo TV now features DVR functionality, and the streaming service works on your computer. Works on your smartphone, works on your tablet, your Roku, your Amazon Fire, and now the new Apple TV. Listen up close to this part. World Soccer Talk Radio listeners, I'm speaking right to you right now. Sign up for a free 24-hour trial today, worldsoccertalk.com. You better know the website already, worldsoccertalk.com. And then this is the important part, slash Fubo TV, F-U-B-O TV, Fubo TV, worldsoccertalk.com slash Fubo TV. And if you like what you see during your 24-hour free trial, you lock in the low $6.99 monthly rate today. How about that? Seven bucks a month, $6.99 to be exact, gets you games from La Liga, Major League Soccer, all the leagues that we talked about there, gets you BN, BN Espanol, Gold TV, Univision, Unimas, Fusion, so much more. And you can check it out for free, 24-hour free trial again, worldsoccertalk.com slash FuboTV, F-U-B-O-T-V, FuboTV, the best of live soccer in one place. A huge thanks to FuboTV for their support of World Soccer Talk Radio. I really enjoyed that El Clasico memory lane there with, with Patrick Clivert. And I want to actually go back now to my favorite El Clasico memory in, in my lifetime. I've looked up so many going, going way back to, to the 1950s and, and the 1960s and, and hearing stories and reading stories from times even, even before the, the 50s and 60s and going back to, to the 1953 transfer of, of Alfredo Di Stefano and, and how that intensified this rivalry between Real Madrid and Barcelona. There's so many moments to choose from, but I'm going to go with, with my favorite one that I remember watching live on, on the old Goal TV and who else was, was behind the microphone for that one. It was Phil Shane and, and Ray Hudson, of course. And it was... I believe it was a year, it was, pardon me, 10 years ago, almost to the day, because it was November 19th, 2005, and it was Barcelona waltzing in to the Bernabeu and winning 3-0. 
And the third goal, you might remember this and look it up if you don't, because you'll thank me when you do. It was scored by a man named Ronaldinho, and it was one of the most beautiful individual efforts that I have ever seen, right up there with Diego Maradona against England in 1986 in, in, the, in the World Cup in Mexico City, right up there with some of the goals that Lionel Messi has scored, other virtuoso efforts, all oh, that great goal that, that Ibrahimovic scored uh, for Ajax back about 10 years ago where he breaks down like 11 players in the process. Georgie Best had one of these goals for the San Jose Earthquake, looked that one up back in, uh, back in the early 1980s at Spartan Stadium of all places. Those goals where it seems like the ball is literally Velcroed to the boot of the player, where it is a true virtuoso individual effort. You can call me a ball hog, call me a hot shot. I am going to beat every defender in front of me. I don't care if it's one versus 10. I'm going to beat every one of them and make them look like peg leg John Long John Silvers and... I'm going to get this goal, and it's going to be all about me because I am the man. One of those greatest moments that I have ever seen was from Ronaldinho in El Clasico, November 19th, 2005. And why it was so special, it was more than just the goal. It was more than just the, the, the Velcro to the boot of Ronaldinho and how he broke down that entire Real Madrid team. A damn good Real Madrid team, by the way. And some of the players that were out there that looked like eight-year-olds at their first soccer practice, the way Ronaldinho treated him en route to scoring that third goal for Barcelona that day in that 3-0 victory. What truly made it special was the response from the Real Madrid fans. We talked with Patrick Clivert there about the hostility in this rivalry, the hatred in this rivalry, the cultural differences in this rivalry between the Castilians and the Catalans, the, the, the rivalry that, that transcends football in many ways, this international spectacle, and we tie it right back to Spain and, and this incredible, heated, passionate hatred that is on display. When Ronaldinho scored that goal, you know what the fans at the Santiago Bernabeu did, they all stood up as one and they applauded. And it wasn't one of those, I'm trying to figure out the right word to describe what it was like. It, 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 was, it was like a Broadway musical. It was like getting up at the end of a, of a fantastic theater production where it wasn't a roaring cheer with people jumping up and screaming. I mean, they're still Real Madrid fans and their team is getting pummeled 3-0 and they're getting embarrassed by their biggest rivals. But it also wasn't just a, Eh, kind of a sarcastic. It was every fan at the Bernabeu getting up and clapping, almost almost with that slow clap. Like they just couldn't believe what they were being given. Like they couldn't believe what they were being given by Ronaldinho. It was one of the most beautiful moments that I have ever seen, not only in the history of El Clasico, but in the history of modern football. And, and for my growth as, as a fan and observer of the game, that was a real special one. Look that one up. November 19th, 2005, Ronaldinho's goal to make it 3-0 against Real Madrid in the Clasico at the Bernabeu. Santiago Bernabeu, Madrid. That's going to be the locale tomorrow. Phil Shane and Ray Hudson are going to be in the house. Check it out on BN Sports. I cannot wait. And hey, before we head to break, I got to tell you again about Audible. I talked about this with you yesterday and uh, the day prior. I've got a free book for you today, but 
you get to choose which book it is. Audible, you can pick over 180,000 titles, bestsellers, fiction, biographies, you name it. There are so many good soccer books to choose from, including the new book from Sir Alex Ferguson entitled Leading, where he shares his insight about the leadership skills he used at Manchester United. Plus, there's the John Motson autobiography, the Bobby Charlton book entitled My Manchester United Years, and then there's The Secret Footballer's Guide to the Modern Game, and so many more. And check out the crazy gangs on there from Dave Bassett and Wally Downs, yesterday's fantastic guest here on World Soccer Talk Radio. There's so many great books to choose from, be them football, soccer, or otherwise with Audible. You can get links for free audiobooks, plus the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. All of that is available to you for free for the first 30 days. But I think you'll be hooked because Audible is a great way to listen to your favorite authors on your commute, at the gym, wherever you may go, wherever you need them. And here's the deal. You get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash world soccer talk again audibletrial.com slash world soccer talk your first month is absolutely free and you get a free audiobook that is yours to keep sign up today get on it right now sign up at audibletrial.com slash world soccer talk one last time write it down audibletrial.com slash world soccer talk Taking a quick break here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Taking the express train home when we get back. El Clasico and a whole nother bag of tricks coming up this weekend all around the footballing world. Lay down a couple of fearless Friday forecast predictions before we close this thing out on the other side of the break. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. A fast and furious, fearless Friday forecast. My God, that's the quintuple F. Fast, furious, fearless Friday forecast. There we go. Liverpool 2, Manchester City 1. Raheem Sterling gets the goal. I'm still in that prediction from Lawrence McKenna. That was a fantastic one. MLS Cup playoffs. Crew over the Red Bulls. Timbers over FC Dallas. Roadies on top. A Columbus Portland MLS Cup final. I love it. And in El Clasico, the match that we talked all about today, Madrid 2, Barcelona 2, and Messi off the bench with a late equalizer for Barcelona. Another huge thank you to Patrick Clivert. Thanks to the good folks at BN Sports. It's tomorrow at noon kickoff in El Clasico on BN Sports. Thanks to Clivert. Thanks to the gaffer. Thanks to the producers. I'm Nate Abarea. Have a great footballing weekend. Love you. Talk to you Monday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.